Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of our Leaders. Tuesday mornings, live, 11.30 a.m. with First Seder Bis Medrash. Special welcome to our Torah anytime viewers and listeners who Bez Hashem be joining the Shir. Um, <clears throat> today's Shir, we're going to learn about the Rebbe Reb Yonison Eibshitz. Uh, last week was Rabbi Yaakov Emden, the week before the Cham Tzvi, and the progression is to continue with the Rebbe Rabbi Yenis and Ibshitz. I call him the Rebbe Rabbi Yenis and Ibshitz because my Zayda Zechrein Levracha, Rav Kreisworth, who was, a, uh, I think he was a great nephew somehow, he called Rabbi Yenis and Ibshitz the Reish Hamishpacha. He used to say over from, maybe from the Bnei Yisachar, I think, that you have to call him the Rebbe Rabbi Yenis and Ibshitz. Today's shear has been sponsored by an anacle of Rabbi Yainis and Ibeshitz, and that is the Weiner family, Mr. and Mrs. Shimon Weiner of Cleveland. Mrs. Weiner's maiden name is Ibeshitz, and she is a direct descendant of the Rebbe Rabbi Yainis and Ibeshitz. He should be a Melitz for their Mishpacha, for Gans Kla Yisrael. Also, in our shul, um, we received a basura today of uh, someone who is very ill, Sarah Bas Miriam. She should have a Rafua Shalema, Bikarayv. Um, Mrs. Braun from Baltimore, who is uh, Mrs. Greenberger's mother. She should have her full shalema. Okay, so we're going to talk about the Rebbe Rebbeinus and Ibeshitz, who was Nifter Chaf Aleph Elo Tuf Kuf Chaf Dalid, 1764. So Rebbe was born Be'erech around the year Tuf Nunvav, 1696, in a town called Pinchov in Poland. It's about 83 kilometers northeast of Krakow. His father was named Rabnosin Nota, and he was a great grandson of the Magala Amukois, and also of the Kikoyan de Yoino, who was a rub in the city of Metz, as we'll see later. Rabyanison was also a rub there. So he was um, a great grandson of these great Gedolim. His mother, Rabyanison's mother's name was Shandal, her father's name was Rabihudaleb Tsins, and he was the rub in a place called Halashov. Halashov was where, if you remember from a very long time ago, the Shach became the Rav at the end of his life, and after he was Nifter, this Rabbi Hudalev Tzins took over the position of the Shach in the city of Halashov. I was Zeichet to be there a few years ago at the Kever of the Shach. And after Halashov, um, Rabbi Hudalev Tzins became the Rav of Pinchov, and that's why his, son, his, uh, his son-in-law, Rabbi Nasinata, um, was living there, and that's when Rabbi Yenison was born. Um, Rabbi Yenison Ibeshitz in his Sefer Urim Vitumim on Chayesha Mishpat, Similam Gimel, Ois Gimel, I think it is, um, and in Simon Sadi Bey's Ois Yud Aleph, I'm sorry, maybe it's Ois Yud Gimel, and Ois Yud Aleph, he brings Beshem, Mareinu Rav Leib Tzintz, he brings from his grandfather, he writes, Hu Avi Imi, he is my mother's father, he talks about his mother, Harabonis Hachasida Sidkanius Mora Shendel Zechrein Elivracha, and talks about his grandfather when he said this, uh, when this, uh, whatever Vart he was saying from him, Shaya Oz Yonik Vichacham. He was at that time very young. Vinasa Acharkach Leilon Rab. He became a very big tree. Veheir Ene Goyla B'Tayrasai. He illuminated the eyes of the of the diaspora with his Torah, So that was this, Rabbi Yehuda Leib Tzins, who was his grandfather. He also quotes him in the Placey, Simon Sadi Zayin Aleph, and Simon Kovtes Sif Beis. 
Um, now, his mother, um, his mother was Nifter when he was young. He was a uh, child prodigy, brilliant child. There's many different stories of his brilliance of when he was young. In the year Tav Samach Zayin, um, he was all of uh, 11 or 12 years old, his father became the Rav of a city called Eibshitz, or Eibshitz, in Marin, in Moravia. Moravia is the uh, eastern part of what we call Czechoslovakia, which is about 400 kilometers southwest of Pinchiv, Poland, where he was born. And from then and on, the family called themselves Eibshitz. Now, it's very interesting because... He had a, Rabbi Yenison had a great nephew who was known as the Plutzker, the Maril Tzintz, a very famous Rav, many Svarim that he wrote, and he was really, his family name was Ibishitz because his grandfather was a brother of Yenison. For some reason, the Maral Tzintz changed his name back to the maternal great-grandmother's name, Rabbi Hudeleib Tzintz. He took on the name Tzintz. It's unknown exactly why. So Rabbi learned in his father's yeshiva there in Abishitz, and like he writes in the preface to the Placey, the crazy of Placey, his sefer on Yaradeya, Ovi Asher Gilani Alberkov, my father, who raised me on his knees, Vayipach Ba'api Nishmas Chayim, and he put into my, my and he, he, he blew into me a neshama of life, Teres Hashem Dasu Musr. When he was all of 12 years old, Yud Beis Cheshven, Tov Samaches, his father was Nifter. Like he writes there in the Akdamo, Unfortunately, the time was taken, torn from us. He died when he was young. And he says, I didn't have the time to actually serve him properly and learn from him. Whether the revealed Taira, the hidden Taira, he had secrets that he had as a Messira. So it's interesting. He says that his father had Messiras in Kabbalah from the Baal Megala Amukais, which was his great grandfather. And um, he says, I didn't have time to learn from him. He calls the Megala Amukais Pesh Lishi Rizal, the third mouth from the Arizal. Today happens to be the Arizal's yard site. But he calls him the third mouth from the Arizal, the Itoi Tamus Chachma. And unfortunately, this Chachma, Baba Nesenu Harabim, has died with, the, um, with my father. He writes, that's why he called his Sefer Crazy or Placey, because the Gematria of Crazy and Placey, without a Vav, is 1150, and the Gematria of Yohainasan Nasanata, which is his name, and his father's name is also um, 1150. So after his father was Nifter, the Yeshivan Abishits closed up, and the leaders of the Kila decided that he's a Yasam here, he doesn't have a father, he doesn't have a mother. They sent him off to the nearby town of Prosnitz. Prosnitz is about 80 kilometers northeast of Abishitz, and the Rosh Hashiva at the time there was the Panim Meirais. We gave a share last year, I think, on the Panim Meirais, Rameir Eisenstadt, and uh, he was the Rosh Hashiva there. In Yaritz Dvash, Rabbi Yenison, Drush Dalid, writes, I think, and I think in the Shir on the Panamiris, we quoted this piece from the Yaris Dvash, he writes, Asher Tzirim HaChazasni, he gave this Hespid on Zion of, the seventh day of Av, he says, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm shaking, Bishaymi, when I heard the news, the one who taught me when I was young, Asher Lamati Etzloi, Meir Harav Av Bezdin Mekak Eisenstadt, 
Um, that I heard this news that the Maram, who at that time was a Rav in Eisenstadt already, um, was Nifter. In Urim Vitumim, in the beginning of Simen Chavhei, he also quotes his Rabbi, he writes, Even though the one who taught me when I was young, Reb Meir, said in his Sefer the following, but uh, he quotes him there. And the Panim Me'iros himself in Chela Gimel, the end of Sivchav Beis. And this was written in the year Tav Tzadi Dalid. So the, the Rebbeinus Ibshitz was all of about 38 years old at the time. But the Panim wrote about him, Varav Hamar Hagadol, my Reiner of Yonason, Darshan Miprag, Herich Mo'id Bidinze. He says he has a lengthy discussion about this, but since it's so long, and it's so expensive to print, I wasn't able to bring his words. So he's quoting his Talmud in his Sefer there. In the year Tav Samach Test, the Panamiris left Prosnitz, and, um, and um, so Rabbi Yenison then went to Halashov, in Halashov at that time was a relative of his who had the Rabbanis. His name was Rebelezer Segal Itunga, and um, he learned by him. Rebelezer had a son named Reb Yosef, and they learned together, Reb son and this Reb Yosef. And this Reb Yosef has a sefer called Edus Bi Yosef, and in Parsha Shmais, Ois Kufnan Aleph, he writes, Bi Yosef Bikak Prague, when I was in Prague, Shamati I heard Minechet Doidasi from my aunt's grandson, Hagoyna Mefursam, Merein Rav Yenison Darshan Bikak Prague, Bishem Adeni Avi Mari Hagoyinzal. He said over a vart from my father. So this Edus Bi Yosef, Reb Yosef, is saying that he heard from Reb Yenison a vart from. His father, Rabbi Lazar, in Halashov, Shaniz Gadal al Birkov, that he grew up on his knees, he raised him. So he was this Yosim, Rabbi Yainasan, who was going around to different uh, Gedolim and family members um, helping raise him. In the year Tof Ayin, he married Elkali, the daughter of Rabbi Moshe Yitzchak Shapira, who was the Rav in a place called Bumsla. Bumsla is about 64 kilometers northeast of Prague. The Chasana was in Prague in the house of Revolve Shapira. Revolve Shapira was the grandfather of Ramesha Yitzchak, so the great grandfather of the Kala. This Revolve Shapiro was the father of Rebelio Shapiro. Who's Rebelio Shapiro? Rebelio Shapiro is known as the El Yarabba. The El Yarabba, Pirish on the Levush, El Yarabba, El Yazuta. So it's a very, uh, 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 it's a, 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 one of the standards in Halacha. So he was the father of Rebelio Shapira. He was also the father-in-law of two great Gedolim, the Shvus Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Reicher, and Rabbi David Oppenheim, the Rav of Prague. So this was his family. This Revolve Shapiro was the Rav of Bohemia. He was the Rav Hamadina, the chief rabbi of Bohemia. And he was also part of a line of Rabbanim, who were the Rabbanim in Prague for many gener- numerous generations, and Rav of the Medina of the country as well, the chief rabbi of the country um, for many generations. At his chasana, Rabbi said an unbelievable drasha. He was all of 15 years old. He said an unbelievable drasha that uh, astounded everyone. And as we'll see later, it served him well to get the position as the darshan in Prague. After the chasana, he went to live with his father-in-law in Bumsula. And um, his father-in-law made him the rosh Shiva and his yeshiva, 
again, he was all, or the Ram, or at least the Rebbe in his yeshiva, he was all of 15 years old. In Yaraz Dvash, Chelek Aleph, Drush Tezayin, when he is Masbid, his father-in-law, he writes about him, Asher Minurai Gidlani Ka'avi, he raised me like a father, V'tayrasa, Tayrasi Dilehu, my Tayra is his Tayra. He continues, he says, Basher Avi V'imi Azavuni, my father and my mother left me, Bialdusa, when I was young, Meaning they were nifter, he gave me his daughter as a wife, and he raised me, and he clothed me, I wasn't lacking anything. So I have an obligation here as a son to a father. So that is how he felt with his father-in-law. His father-in-law actually gave him money to buy presents for the Kala because he had nothing um, on his, uh, of his own. Um, at that time, he started teaching Talmidim, and he started, I would guess, developing a Derek Halimud that eventually he used later on in life when he had Talmidim, and that was called Pilpul B'derech HaEmes. We've talked about this many times. There was this concept of Pilpul, of building Shtiklach um, Taira based on, uh, on, on Chakiras, on questions, and there were many who against, uh, were against it, as we've said numerous times during the, uh, the, uh, the Shiurim, um, but he was said something called pilpul al-derech It's a pilpul, but it has to have strong foundations in emes, and that's the truth when you go through, for sure in Urim Vitumim, and you go through Shtiklach Tayyar from Rabbi Benison, they're very long, long, and, and intricate pilpulim, but he was very, very makbid that it should be al-derech ha-emes to come to a psak. After two years at his father-in-law's, in his father-in-law's yeshiva and being supported by his father-in-law, so the people of Prague wanted him to come to the city. However, at that time in Prague, there was an, uh, a pandemic, a magefa, and it lasted almost for two years. At that time, unfortunately, 3,441 people um, were nifter in Prague, so he didn't want to go anywhere near Prague at the time, and he went to Hamburg. Hamburg was the, where his um, mother-in-law's father lived, Ramordchai Kayen, who was not able to come to the chasana because he was elderly. So he went and he lived in, in his, uh, I guess, in his house, or he lived with him. And in the Akdama to the place, he writes about Hamburg, In the years of Tafai and Gimel and Tafai and Dalid, I lived there, Beveis Chami Zakani, in my uh, grandfather in law's house, Marein Rav Mordechai Kayen, Hu Hagever Asher Hakim Eilushal Taira. He is the man who, uh, who, who established Taira, Lahachsik Al Shulchane Gedaili Yisrael. He kept on his table, he supported Gedaili Yisrael to give them Hainva Isher Mikhver Hakala, to give them money, to give them food. And he writes, while he was there, was Kanisi Shlemus Bataira. There in Hamburg, I acquired Shlemus, some type of perfection, and, com- and, and in, uh, I want to say completion, but Shlemus, perfection in Taira. In the year Tafai and Dalid, so Tafai and Dalid is, uh, is uh, 1714. In 1714, the Darshan of Prague, Reb Shimon Reicher, who, as we said before, is a cousin of, um, of, of Reb Yainasan, he was the son of the Shvus Yaakov. He was Nifter, the Shvus Yaakov was still alive. And uh, Reb Shimon really had a son, but they, they, the Kehillah did not choose the son to be Mamala Mekaymai. They wanted Reb son, who was not yet 20 years old. And they remembered his drasha from his chasana, and they said, this is the person we want to be the darshan in Prague. And he went to Prague, and he was the darshan there. He would darshan from Shabbos to Shabbos, and at special times. 
and sometimes these drushes went on for five or six hours. You see in Yaris Dvash, which most of them are not from that, that time. I think there might even be only one drusha from Prague in Yaris Dvash. Most of it is from later, from Metz and from, uh, and from uh, Hamburg, uh, Altona. But, um, he, but they're very long drushes. He would sometimes darshan for five or six hours at a time. Um, after uh, 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 some amount of time in Prague, they asked him to also become the Rosh Hashiva of Prague, or one of the Magid Shir, a Ram in the Yeshiva. And um, it's interesting that one of the great Marbitze Torah in Ashkenaz in Poland, when Rabbi Yenison was young, was someone named Rabbi Avram Breide. We talked about him a long, long time ago. I don't remember which Godel it was, but we talked about Rabbi Avram Breide. He was the Reish Mesifta and the Darshan in Prague. And, um, and, um, and in the Haskama that Rabbi Yenison wrote for Rabbi Avram Broidi's Sefer called Eishel Avram, years later he wrote it, he wrote, Asher mamish rubei chachmei Yisrael b'dor hashleimim Most of the chachmei Yisrael in this generation are his tamidim. Vafani. And he says about himself, I didn't merit to his light, meaning I didn't actually learn from him. Because by the time I came to Prague in Tafayin, um, and uh, he already had left to come the Rav here in Metz. At, this, at that time, when Rabbi Yenison wrote that Askama, he was a Rav in Metz. However, I was able to learn with the great ones of his Talmidim, Harabonim Asher So even though he left Prague, and we'll see a minute, in a minute why Rabbi Avram Braidi had to leave Prague, but his, many of his Talmidim were left. And, uh, and his Torah was always in the base Medrash amongst the Chaverim. So he felt himself like a Talmud of Rabbi Avram Braidi, who was, had been the Reish Masifta in Prague before he got there. Who were some of his Talmidim that were still there? One of them was the Me'il Tzedakah. One of them was the Karban Nisanel. These were Talmidim Ram If I remember correctly, in the Shir on the Aruch Lener, we might have talked about Rebbe Ram Now, why did Rebbe Ram leave Prague? He left Prague because of a machloikis about the halacha of Meinekes Chavere. There's a halacha that a lady who is nursing a child is not allowed to remarry. Let's say your husband dies, or there's a divorce. She's not allowed to remarry for 24 months. It's a halacha midir So what was the case over there? There was a lady who was an almana, and the doctors had said that her milk um, is actually uh, dangerous for the child, could, could kill the child, and therefore because of that, she stopped nursing. So she wanted to get married less than 24 months from when she was, uh, became an almana. And Rebbe the Rabbanim in Prague said, since she's not actively nursing, obviously it wasn't such a simple shayla, but Rebbe the Rabbanim were mad to her. One of those who were mad to her was also the Chacham Tzvi. Now, Rebbe Avram Braidi was very strong that she's Aser, Chazal said it's Aser and it's Aser. Um, and because of that Machlaikis in Prague, because most of the Rabbanim were against him, he actually had to leave Prague, or he left Prague. In a tshuva, in Tavkuf Yudches, Rebbe Yenison writes to his Mechutin, Rebbe Kiva Eger, not... Uh, the regular Rikiv Eger, the, uh, the, the first Rikiv Eger, Rikiv Eger Hazakein, the one who was the Rav in Pressburg. And it was a similar case. And he writes in there that, Rabbi Edison writes, that his father-in-law's family were from the big Matirim. And actually the Chasana is the one that they arranged it. Revolve Shapiro, the Shapiros are the big Matirim. 
And he writes over there, I got to Prague two years after Rabbi Avram left the city. But then he writes, he says an interesting thing, and this is something he, it's, it seems he may have done at times. He says, I went to check the Academy in Prague. I went to the, um, the, um, the professors in Prague to ask a question. If this lady's milk is so dangerous for the child, that means to say there's something dangerous uh, floating around in her body. So how come she's fully healthy and it's not affecting her at all? Is that a possibility? And the uh, academians, the Academy of Prague, the, the scientists, they said, no, it's not possible. It's not possible. So he, said, so he said he came to the conclusion that if she was healthy, that the doctors were not saying the truth. For whatever reason, her milk was not something dangerous. If that's true, so then he writes over there, the doctors lied. So Rav Ram Raidi was right, he writes over there, that he was not mad to her, and Hashem doesn't bring takol tzadikim, ashrecha rabbeinu. So it's very interesting how he used the science to bring a raya to the psak of Rav Ram Raidi. Um, now, um, so that's, that was, um, so that was the, um, the, the Meinekes Chaver, that's why Rav Avram had to leave. Now, some other Talmud of Rav Ram Brady that Rabbi Yenison learned with, one was called Rav Shmuel Krokover. He was from the Chashuvi Hadar at the time. In Tumim Simen Memtes, Saif Sivkat and Vav. So Rabbi Yenison writes, V'zeat heretz amarti b'shnas tof ayin alef, kishalamadzi b'dibu chakami l'fnei moiri v'rabi, ha'goyin m'reinu Rav Shmuel Mikrakaz al b'prag, v'kalsu ma'od. He calls him my Rebbe, Rav Shmuel Krakover. I said it, I learned, I told him this teretz, and he praised it very much. There was another guy in there, Rebbe Avram Faselberg, who was the Dayan of Prague, and um, he was also from the Tamid of Rav Ram Brady that the Rabbi Yenison learned with in Yaris Dvash, Chelek Aleph, Josh Yudbeis, he's Masbidim, and he writes, Dvarim Rabim Hamidenu Alemis V'yoyishir, many things he set me straight in the true and proper path, V'anichayah B'chvoyde Kiroi, and therefore I'm obligated to honor him properly. Now if you remember, um, we talked about the Shaila that the Chacham Tzvi had, we talked about it two weeks ago, about a, uh, a chicken that they couldn't find the heart, and the question was, could a chicken live without a heart or not? And, um, and uh, the Chacham Tzvi and the, uh, and the Rabbi Yaakov Emden, they were very sharp with the shyness about it. Um, at that time, when the Chacham Tzvi gave out his psak, that it's a trefa, because he can't live without a heart. And, um, I'm sorry, that's not a trefa, and you can't live without a heart. It must have got thrown out. So the Rebbe Rabbi Yainasan actually argued on the Chacham Tzvi, and he was much younger than him, and because of that, it became a big rash in the Olam that uh, he's arguing on uh, the Chacham Tzvi, and uh, he held that it's possible to live without a heart, and therefore the animal is a, uh, a trefa. Um, so that was uh, something he argued with the Chacham Tzvi. In Prague at the time, there was no shas. The government asked the printing of shas, and they asked to bring a shas from any other country. They went around confiscating that. There were heretical things in the shas that they felt you can't have, and because of that, they had to learn Balpeh. And because of that, most of his chidushim al-hashas were not written down, either because maybe, you know, you had to learn Balpeh, there was too much going on, or he felt that since it's Balpeh, he doesn't want to write it down. So mostly he focused on writing his, his uh, chidushim on Shulchan Aruch. Um, 
Now, in the Hakdama to place, he writes the, the the during the night he learned, and during the day he was nichnas v'yoytze bechatsri asarim. He was going to the courtyards of the of the leaders, the kaihani malum de and of the priest lisvakeachim amishal teresenu. He would go and have debates with them and talked about them about different things that the Christians, the priests, would have tainus on the Torah at shatoydulakel. Until thank you to Hashem, they finally gave me permission to print a shas, which was not allowed before that. However, they did um, obligate there to be things censored out of the shas. And also, there was a condition you cannot call it shas, it had to be called halachas. So when they printed Mesechta Brachas, it wasn't Mesechta Brachas, it was called Hilchas Brachas. So they printed the first volume called Hilchas Brachas, and the Dayanim of Prague, the Bezdin gave Rishus to print it, even though they had to leave out things. But as they could try to print more, and the Goyim wanted even more left out, the Bezdin refused to allow Rishus to leave out so much, and they said you can't print it, so nothing more was printed um, after that. Now, in the Akdama, he writes, Afki Agati Bechol Koichi Tamit. He says, You want to know how I learned? I was, I toiled with all of my strength all the time. And I didn't sleep. The night was like day for me for learning. And that's what he continued. And during the daytime, he was busy um, in the uh, courtyards of the governor of the government. He was Isaac in Kabbalah. In Prague at the time, there were Chachamim who were Noegalpi Kabbalah. He davened with the Kavonas Arizal. He did not wear tefillin on Cholamayid. Ashkenazim forever always wore tefillin on Cholamayid. Um, he did not wear Alpi Arizal. Um, even though when he went to Metz, he actually started wearing tefillin again because he would have been the only one in the city not wearing. But in Prague, there were others who didn't wear, so he didn't wear tefillin either. And in fact, in the years Tuf Peches, Tuf Tzadi, um, he wrote a sefer of Chuvas, uh, an Inyani Kabbalah, which is called Shem Oilam. In the year Tuf Pei Hei, um, this is a few years earlier, the Shabtai Tzvi groups, the Shabtaim as they were called, they sent someone called Moshe Meir Kamener to go and try to chap people to come over to their uh, Shabtai Tzvi uh, views. He was from the air um, Zalkova. And um, they used to be, they say, when he was there, they, they, they could show the house that he lived in. Every Lel Tishabav, him and his cronies, would make a Suda with Kiddush, because they held, you don't have to keep Tishabav anymore. If you remember, we said from Yaakov Emden also about Tikkun Chatzois, he says they're Mavatel Tishabav. And he came and he, he tried to chap people. He was in Frankfurt, he was in Altona, in Amsterdam. But they saw through him and they put him in Cherem and in Prague also. On Lel Yemakipurim, Tov Peivev, Tov Peivav, I'm sorry. Rabbi Yainusan himself opened the Arun Kaidish himself and put a Cherem on him and all of his people, all the Shabzai Tzvi um, people. In Tav Tzadi Vav, Rav David Oppenheim, the Rav of Prague was Nifter. As we said, Rav David Oppenheim was a son-in-law of, um, of Rav Wolf Shapiro. And um, he was Nifter. And so Rav Yenison's father-in-law became the Rav of the country. The Rav Hamadina took over that position. And um, Rabbi Yenison became the Rav of Prague. So at this time, he was now carrying three titles in Prague. He was the Rashiva, the Darshan, and the Av Bezdin. In the year Tuf Kuf, so that's uh, 1740, the Shev Yaakov was Nifter, the Shev Yaakov was Nifter and, um, in, in Frankfurt, and the Pnei Yeshua was called from the city of Metz to 
uh, take over in Frankfurt, and they asked Rabbi Yonason to come to the city of Metz to become the Rav of the city. Um, he was maskim, but before he was able to get there, there, there broke out the war between Austria and France, and there was a siege on Prague, so he couldn't leave the city at the time, and uh, he was working very hard for the people in the city, until he himself got taken as for ransom, and at that time he realized Sakana, and he... Um, and he decided to leave in Nakdama to place. He writes, Asher Heir Hashem Ruchi Lelachzmi Prague. Hashem inspired me to leave Prague. Oitzieni Term Yotze Ketzav Hashem B'Mokim Roim Asher Karchala Prague. And he says, Hashem took me out before the anger, um, the bad things that happened to Prague, Vagafan, to the places around them. Because what happened was eventually there was an expulsion from Prague. We talked about this a different time. There was an expulsion from Prague. And in fact, in Yaris Dvash, Chela Galif. Drush Zayin, there's a Drusha, Mashadorash, Beishaya, Girush, Bikak Prague. That was in the year Tuf Kuf Hay. So it was about five years later, but this was going on um, for a little bit of time. He was uh, he left he had left Prague. From Prague he went to Abishitz to his father's kever. From there he went to Nicholsburg to his son's Chasana. And in Chafvav Adar Shnas Tuf Kuf Bay Kuf Bay seventeen forty two. At that time, he gave Askoma to a sefer called Bechinas Oilam, so that was printed eventually in Zaltzbach. That's the uh, name. It was printed numerous times, and Zaltzbach Tovkuf Dalit is when it was printed. But he gave Askoma there, and he writes, "Ragli Kainenu Laleches Lekak Mitzvah My feet are on their way to go to the city of Metz and its uh, surrounding cities. So he was on the way at the time. In the Sefer Tiferes Yisrael, Tiferes Yisrael was written by Rabbi Yisrael on Hilchas Nida, Kuf Tzadi Dalit Sif Beis. So if you look over there, you'll see the following. It says, Nishalti Shnas Tov Kuf Lamid Beis, Be'avri Derech Kak Frankfurt. So he was on his way through Frankfurt, and it says, Tov Kuf Lamid Beis. So Tov Kuf Lamid Beis is 1772. He was already nifter in Tov Kuf Chavdalit in 1764. It's impossible that he was on the way in Tov Kuf Lamed Beis. So it's a printing mistake. Really what it's supposed to stay there is Tov Kuf Beis Lamed. What's Tov Kuf Beis Lamed? A lot of times they wrote like this. We've had this many times in, in Haskamas and things like that. The year is Tov Kuf Beis, 1742. The Lamed stands Liprat. It means to the to the digits of the year. In other words, because because <clears throat> when we say a year, we say this year, for example, is five thousand seven hundred and eighty-two. So that's hey tough shin pay base. When you leave off the hey, the five thousand, and you just do the smaller numbers, tough shi, the uh, tough shin uh, pay base. That's called the prat. In other words, I'm taking off the thousands, and I'm just doing the hundreds. So a lot of times they write that. Tuf Kuf Beis Lamed stands for Tuf Kuf Beis, 17, um, so Tuf Kuf Beis is 502, Leprat, meaning to the smaller digits, as opposed to writing Hey Tuf Kuf Beis. So that's what it's supposed to say there. Therefore, on his way to Metz, he passed through the city of Frankfurt, and he was asked that Shiloh, this was on his way. Um, now, when he got to Metz, he was very happy to um, be there because his great grandfather Kikoyin de Yoyna, also had gone from Prague 
to um, to Metz, and he had done a similar uh, trajectory going from Prague to Metz, so it was a certain um, Hanav for Rabbi Yenison going in that direction. In the year Tavkuf Gimel, his brother-in-law was Nifter, and at the end of Sefer Yaris Dvash, there's a something called Mikhtav Igeris Tanchumim, a letter of Tanchumim that he wrote to his sister-in-law. It's an unbelievable letter, um, full of chizuk. He talks about Chorban Beis Hamikdash there as well. An unbelievable, unbelievable letter that he wrote of Tanchumim. It's kedai to, to if you have time to go look at it. Um, in uh, Metz, he started to um, write his farim. In the Hakdama, he writes, He says, There I started to write my which we call Urvatumim. But he writes, Since there was, uh, he says, um, since there was no um, printing press there, um, he wasn't able to print it, and therefore that's why it actually was not printed till after he was Nifter. Um, his Talmidim in this Kufu would say, one of his Talmidim wrote, I know uh, definitively that most of his life he did not lay in a bed. He would doze off a little bit on his chair, and that's how he would just continue to learn. Um, and he writes, He writes, I remember one time he was learning so much, it was the year Tav Kovav, and then he writes about his Hasmat, and then he writes in the week afterwards, he said, Shir Shnei Yamim Bechal Yaim. Sheva Shois. He said a shear for two days. Each day the shear was seven hours long. That was the shearim he used to give. While he was there in the year Tav Kovav, he was asked to become the Rav of Purda, which is Furth in, in, uh, in, uh, in Germany. Um, and he writes in the Hakdama to Plesi, Herbeisi Simcha. I was so happy. Kisham Mokamad Fus. There's a printing press there. However, my happiness was marred because he had a contract with the city of Metz to stay there and they would not let him leave. They would not let him leave before his time so he could not take that Rabbonus. And here, Tafkov Tess, Rabbi Chesel, Katzen Nellenbogen, was the Rav of Altona. We spoke about him last week in the Sherem Vyak of Emden and uh, he was Nifter and they asked Rabbi Yenison to come to be Mimala Mekoymoy in those cities of Ehu, of Altuna, Hamburg, and, Vend- and, and Valdensbeck. And um, he became the Rav there. On his way there, he stopped in Mannheim and he gave a Saskama to the Sefer Aspaklar Yohamiira. And he writes, he signs it, Choysem Poy Mannheim. He says, I'm signing in here in Mannheim. Netzah Lefisha. I've been held up here a little bit. He says, I'm like a, uh, a, uh, a guest who's running to the cities of Ehu. And then in a play on words, Ehu is Aleph Heivav or Alevav Hei Asher Eva. Eva means they want. Asher Eva, this, those cities, Lemayshavli, is a place that I'm going to live. As we said last week, they accept, he was greeted with a great covet. And in fact, many of his Talmidim from Metz came along with him to his yeshiva there in Ehu. And when, he, when they brought him to the house that they rented for him or that they had acquired for him, so he said again, Eva Lemay this house is something that uh, wanted to be a, uh, this is a, a house for me. Eva 
As we know from last week, then after, soon after that, the Machlaikas happened with Rabbi Yaakov Emdin, which we gave the Rashi Prakim last week, at least from Rabbi Yaakov Emdin's point of view, of, I shouldn't say point of view, but from what happened to Rabbi Yaakov Emdin, um, and um, we're not going to get into this Machlaikas, which was a Machlaikas of Gedalei Oilam, but it really was a Machlaikas that uh, Torah powered a lot of Klai Yisrael. Um, in Tav Kuf Yud Aleph, he was asked to be the Rav of Krakow, in Tav Kuf Yud Gimel to be the Rav of Nicholsburg, but he decided to stay um, where he was. He had this, uh, he wanted to build a Bismedrish in Hamburg, he collected the money for it, he raised the money for it, and in Tav Kuf Yud Gimel, he built a Bismedrish in Hamburg, and another one in Tav Kuf, Tez Zion. Let me say some hanhagas that he had that we could that we could um, say from his svarim. In crazy simon aleph simon sifkatin el aleph he writes umitchilo nagdi atzmi. He says in the beginning I was naik shenasati kabbalah l'shaychet when I would give kabbalah what we call smicha to a shaychet. In other words, a license for him to shecht. In other words, there was an expiration to the kabbalah. Um, he was after for two or three years, and then it was bottle. At Shiyashiv Lamid al Nisayan, he would have to go and take the test again. He says, That was in the beginning. But the Kanaim got very angry at me, and there was a sort of a mafia with the Shaykhtim, and I wasn't able to do this. It's a very interesting thing. My Zayda Zechrain Levracher of Kreiser had such a machlaikis in Chicago in the, four, in the uh, 40s, early 50s, where he gave smicha to somebody, and then he revoked it because the person became a conservative rabbi, and the person took him to court. And he told the judge, the person said, it's a diploma, and you can't revoke a diploma. And Rev. Chrysler said, no, it's a license, and a license has to be renewed. And if you don't pass the test, it doesn't get renewed again. And they actually, the judge agreed with Rev. Chrysler that it's like a license. So here you have also Rev. Rev. Yanis his Zayda said the same you said, Kabbalah is a license. Very interesting thing. Um, then... Um, in crazy Simon Lametal Simon um, Lametes if Katan Yud Gimel, he writes about sirchas. Sirchas are lesions in a in a lung if they're trefas or not. So he says the sheichtim used to like um, 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 smother them with their fingers and rub them so they get very very soft and then you're able to be makshirit. Now it's really it could be treif, but they were beating the system. beating the system, they're feeding treifus. and the chachamim of Prague realized made a big tumult and they tried to be mavatalit Unfortunately, they uh, the chanufa overcame them. And therefore, the Sheikhanim continued to win. Valkalpanami writes, Hayari Varach Leva be Prague, people are Yari Shemaim in Prague. Loyechom Mishchita, Shaybe Chashash Sircha would not eat from Shchita that had any suspicions of Sirchas because the Sheikhanim would play around for them to make them kosher. Ashrechem Toishri Kak Hamburg, Shakalabasr me Behemam Shalai Nimachu. Fortunate are you, the people of Hamburg, that your meat comes from animals that nobody played around with what was going on, and therefore you know that it is kosher. Um, in Simon Samachay, Sif Katan Tezvav, he says, Once I learned the halachas of Trefus, Loisamachti Amanakir, or of Chelev, I never relied on anyone else to traber the animal, animal from the forbidden fats and tendons and things like that. I did it by myself. In his drushes, we find that he would be mazir and he would talk about in Yonim of Tzitzis that were not being done properly, Tfilin, 
tarubas noshim vanoshim, um, mingling of men and women. In fact, in Drushio Dalid, he made a takana that men and women cannot go Erev Rosh Hashanah and Erev Yom Kippur to the cemetery together. It was too much tarubas. The men would go Erev Rosh Hashanah and Erev Yom Kippur, and the women would go a day or two in front of it before them. In Drush Gimel, he says, I made a takana that I would not write a tznaim for a chasen and kala until they give their word, bitkiyas kaf, with a handshake, meaning with a kinyan, that they won't touch each other until their chasana. And he says, this is what Kehela says, Eis l'chaveik ve'eis l'racheik mechaveik. There are times to hug and there are times to distance yourself from hugging. He talked about the Isser of Hakafas Harosh, of Peyes, Isser of Ribish, Shatnis, Tumas Nida, Shmira Shabbos. In fact, as we know, the Mishnabura in Akdama Dilcha Shabbos writes, Uchvar, Heir agoyin balurim v'tumim b'sifra yaris dvash, ki yefshar klal b'metziyah shatinatza m'sir Shabbos, that it's not possible to be saved from this or Shabbos, im lo yilmai kaladinim aborim heitav heitav, the Meshavur says that the Hagoyin Bal Urim Vitumim in Yarasvash says that you can't be saved from Yisurim of Shabbos unless you know the halachas properly. And in fact, in Shin Yul Ches, uh, when how to make tea, the Mishabura brings in the Shartzion there, Sivkatan Nun Hey, he brings Hagoyin Reb Yonisam Besifra Yarasvash, that there is an Isser of Bishal on tea. Um, this is in Chelek Bey's Droshiod, where he talks about making tea on Shabbos. He says, I already talked about it once, and I'm talking about it again. If you look in the Mafteach of Yaris Dvash, you'll see so many different things that he talked about that were going on in his time that needed um, Chizuk. Um, his Sfarim, most of the Chidushim that are printed from him are from Kisveyava, his Talmidim. Um, in... Um, in the Hakdama to Kresiu Plesi, he writes that he printed Kresiu Plesi on Yerodeya before his Sefer Urim Vetumim An Chayshem Mishpat because Yerodeya is Dovra Shava Lechol Nefesh. Um, and he writes that the reason that he wrote it is because he gave the Shurim Barabim and people wrote things down and then people heard it in a certain way and he says there's a big tumult and a very lack of clarity of what I held because different Talmidim say different things and therefore I want to write it down exactly the way I said it. Um, in the Akdamata place he writes that he has a Sefer on Shulchan Aruch Arachayim called Bino Le'itim. He has a Sefer on Evan Ezer called Bnei Ahuva. He has a Sefer on Parshias and Aftaris called Yaris Dvash. We, our Yaris Dvash, our Jerushas, that he didn't name that Sefer. That the, the publisher, his grandson, whoever it was, whoever put it out, named it. But he had a Sefer called Yaris Dvash on the Parshias and Aftaris. But he was not able to print any of this Sfarim except the place, as we'll see in a moment, before his Petira. These that he had, the ones that he had uh, prepared for printing beforehand were printed immediately or soon after he was Nifter or in Vitumim and others as well. Um, and the rest are from Xaviad or from his um, Talmidim, like the Mate Yohainasan on the side of Shulchan Aruch Yaradeya. If you open up the Sharblad of Yaradeya, it says Mate Yohainasan, and in parentheses it writes Mixaviad. It was from his Xaviad. Um, in the year Tav Kuf Tes Vav. Asara Beteves, his wife was Nifter, and he, he laments her, and he's Mekaina, and he gives a little hespit on her in that Dhamma to Crazy Uplacey. In the year Tav Kuf Chaf Aleph, um, he got very sick, and, um, and, uh, but he continued to learn, 
like he writes in Yaras Dvash, Chelek Beis, Rush Tezayin, Afki Kama Pamim, She Yisruni Hashem, Shalisi Bikav Abrius. Many times Hashem made it that I was not in uh, healthy. Mikamog Baruch Hashem Shlohaya Babitul Taira Klal, but I was not Mevatul Taira at all. In Tav Kuf Chav Gimel. He got very sick, and he writes in the Hagdom of the place he had Shari Mavis, I almost died. And he made a nether that if he gets better, he'll print his Sefer. And that's when he printed the place. It was right before, it was in Tav Kuf Chav Gimel, a year before he was Nifter. And he writes, Lekayim Nidriash and Adarti. He printed the Sefer Kresi Uplesi, but like we said, the rest of his farim, he was not able to print. And Chav Aleph Elul, Tav Kuf Chav Dalid, uh, 1764. He was Nifter and buried in the city of Altona. This is the life of the Rebbe of Yenis and Ibshitz. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kaltov.